On Thursday, the Department of Justice filed a brief with the Washington, D.C. Court of Appeals, setting forth the DOJ's position that Donald Trump should not be immune from civil lawsuits in connection with his conduct of inciting violence during the January 6th insurrection. We will break it down. And we had another week of congressional committee hearings and speeches on the House floor. Please, more of this. The contrast between the MAGA Republican madness or, let me correct myself, sorry guys, Lauren Boebert wants us to refer to Republicans as (laughs) ultra MAGA. Okay, so the contrast between the ultra MAGA madness and incompetence compared with the Democratic Party's intelligent, compassionate approach could not be more clear. This is the Democratic Party messaging I've been waiting for, and it is beautiful to see. So then we go from the ultra MAGA madness on the House floor to ultra MAGA madness at CPAC, right? CPAC, which in addition to promoting that it is an organization of domestic terrorists, right? That's what they call themselves. They have a a banner that says we are domestic terrorists now stands for cult pack. That's the C and C pack, the cult pack of Donald Trump. This once conservative organization, I, I, I think, well, and now looks like a parody of a parody, kind of like (laughs) an SNL skit of the movie Idiocracy. Like, it's so bafflingly bizarre to see what takes place there. I don't really know what other words to use other than to show you what is actually happening. So we will do that here on this episode. And meanwhile, while that's going on, whatever the heck that is, President Biden is delivering for the American people, right? Based on Biden's policies, for example, the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly has capped the price of insulin to $35 a month. And President Biden delivered an incredible speech talking about that and talking to the Democratic House caucus about issues that actually matter. Jobs, working conditions, health care, education, unions, a woman's right to control her body, equality, freedom, fiscal responsibility. Like this is America. <laughs> like that speech is what America is all about, not this ultra MAGA weirdness. And yes, speaking about ultra MAGA weirdness, as Biden is talking about solutions and the positive results of legislation that he spearheaded and signed into law, Donald Trump spent the week raging against Fox and Rupert Murdoch because of the new Dominion (laughs) filing that was released where Murdoch and the Fox host confirmed in text messages like they tried to deny it under oath, but they couldn't because it was actually their text messages and contemporaneous emails where they said they knew that Trump was a liar. They knew that their viewers were effing lunatics, but they needed to platform it all for ratings. This is the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. How are you doing, brothers? 
It is good to be here, brothers. Always a pleasure to be here with the Midas Mighty Man. Just watching the past few days, it's just, it's so, I don't know. There, there's part of it that is very satisfying to see these Republicans who were so excited to get power and then they start launching all these investigative hearings, which are just huge wastes of money and are just based on total BS. And then you see them go and you see them actually face off against intellectual heavyweights and you see them just fall flat on their face mm -hmm. every single time. You just got to laugh sometimes. I mean, it's, it's really difficult sometimes to watch all these clips and be like, I can't believe these people have power over our government but sometimes you just got to sit back and laugh and enjoy the show a little bit but that's why i'm excited that the people who can do something about it the democrats in power right now have actually learned how to punch back uh and part of me is like do they learn how to punch back or is it just in contrast to how crazy and inept the other side is do they seem effective but no i think they actually learned how to punch back i wish it didn't take total insanity of the republican party for them to learn how to do it but man is it a joy to watch the clapbacks to watch some common sense be knocked back into these people and oh boy do we have a lot of good clips and a lot of good stuff to share with you today jordy how are you doing man looking good liking the shirt yeah, thanks yeah new, new sweater now I'm, I'm part of the green team today i love green green's my favorite color it's cool right yeah it's good uh, i wasn't sure uh, if it was like a, a robe or something like a no, bathroom ooh, or no it was a sweater silk it's a sweater yeah. No, it's, it's a good. It feels looks yeah. comfy too. Looks, looks quite What's nice. What's the design on the shirt? You know, I have no idea. A little risky, actually. Now that you say it, like, yeah, are this they could dragons? Be, are they flowers? Could, are they could be literally anything? I actually, I should have looked into that a bit more prior to wearing it on the show. I have you know no what's great idea audio what podcast content talking about talking the about way Jordy so, looks. And you're what right. He's wearing. You're you can use descriptive words. I, you know what it looks like? Have you are you guys watching the Last of like, Us? You know, it's I mean like there's something called audio books where people describe scenes like I get like Jordy's supposed to then say, well, does this look like a marijuana leaf? Well, or does I it will look tell you. I'll tell. <laughs> and now that now that you've brought it to my attention, have you guys been watching the show The Last of Us on, on HBO? That's what I was well, thinking actually. This, I don't want to be mean yeah. about it. No, it's all right. This looks like that that fungus. Like I'm wearing a fungus <laughs> sweatshirt. It's the fungus that grows and makes everybody zombies. I'm really excited for tonight's show, guys. This is going to be a good one. Real quick, I saw someone when we were teasing the Lauren Bober clip, clip that we're playing a little bit when we said Ultra Maga, say we're Ultra Midas, and that cracked me up. We might need to ultra, do some shirts. Ultra, we might need to make some hilarious. Ultra Midas t-shirts. That's yeah. actually freaking hilarious. Hat tip to whoever said that. I missed who yeah, said it. Hat tip to you, Jordy, for while juggling kind yes. of me making fun of your shirt about being fungus, at the same time you were watching, almost like a quarterback. That's what I do. Out of the corner of your eye, you saw the comments. Family, you captured it. You captured it. It's court vision. And it's I called think court the vision. Justice we'll Department captured the correct legal argument in the brief that they filed today before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, where they argued that Donald Trump should not have absolute immunity in connection with his conduct during the January 6th insurrection where Donald Trump incited violence. And this goes back to a case called Nixon versus Fitzgerald. The law goes back to this case. It's a 1982 case, which basically says that presidents during the time they're in office for conduct during the time they're in office, almost regardless of what occurs, they have absolute immunity 
even if they engage in unlawful conduct. And in the Fitzgerald Nixon case, Fitzgerald was a government employee, a whistleblower who alleged that he was wrongfully terminated and sued Nixon directly. And the court, the Supreme Court, found that Nixon had absolute immunity there and dismissed the case. And so one of the things the Department of Justice argued in this civil lawsuit that was brought by members of Congress, as well as Capitol Police officers who sued Donald Trump individually for uh, his conduct on January 6th, is that the Department of Justice argued even within the outer contours of the constitutional prerogatives of a president inciting violence has nothing to do with the roles and responsibilities of a president and essentially shame on Donald Trump for even trying to argue that that conduct falls within the outer contours of the presidency. You know, it was a difficult juggling act, truthfully, for the Department of Justice, right? Because they're one of their jobs is to kind of defend Article Two powers of the presidency. But because Donald Trump engaged in unprecedented traitorous conduct, the Department of Justice really also in an unprecedented fashion had to take a position that presidential powers would be limited, which is not something typically you see the DOJ do in briefs. They're supposed to kind of do the opposite. But here they said, look, on this very narrow issue, as it relates to Trump's conduct on that day, it falls outside of even the most outer contours. And they said this is a very narrow and unique set of circumstances. And that's what you need to focus on Court of Appeals. One final thing, because I saw a lot of posts and people saying the DOJ ruled this. The DOJ didn't rule anything. They're not a court. Not a court. They yeah. were. They were asked by the Court of Appeals that was hearing Donald Trump's appeal from the district court order denying the motion to dismiss to file a brief on what their position was. So this still has to be ruled on by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals will rule and ultimately will get appealed to the United States Supreme Court. I have no doubt about that. But it is an important step. And one of the things that the DOJ kind of put in footnote one on page three also is that this whole Nixon versus Fitzgerald legal framework does not apply in criminal cases, which is a very mm-hmm. subtle hint for those kind of legal geeks like me to basically say, we don't want to even here create any impression that a former president is entitled to any types of immunities when we're talking about crimes. It's because they did want to talk about these outer contours where there are tough decisions where presidents can have absolute immunity. So they were basically saying, as it relates to criminal cases, this whole analysis doesn't even apply, kind of subtly hinting that presidents should not even have any types of claims to absolute immunity when it comes to crimes. Yeah, I mean, especially when your crime is inciting an insurrection against the United States. I think if if you grant immunity for that, just think of the implications of of that. I mean, at, at a certain point, it turns the presidency into if you lose an election, you have X amount of days from the time you lost the election, from the time of inauguration to try to overthrow the government. And as long as you do it within that time period, you're good. I mean, it would, it would set the worst standard on the planet. I hope the courts do the right thing here. I hope the Supreme Court does the right thing here. And then 
then in that case, you know, I, I want to see all these lawsuits rain down on Trump. I mean, I know the lawsuits have already, you know, been filed from members of Congress and, and from, you know, uh, fa- families and things like that, officers. And so, I mean, there has to be justice. And I think to be able to hit Trump in this way, um, I, you know, I think we all should hope for, for justice for everybody who was affected by his insurrection. No, absolutely. So um, that's really it for for that development. The other development that I think we should just touch on briefly uh, is that Kellyanne Conway went before the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. She had uh, actually two meetings. She met uh, twice with them. Um, she was involved in the hush money payments that Donald Trump made to the porn star Stormy Daniels to cover up his sexual is five seconds of of sexual intercourse with stormy daniels where he paid her off and then recategorized the payment as legal reimbursement to michael cohen um but kellyanne conway was the one who called up cohen at least cohen wrote this in his book um uh and cohen confirmed today that what he wrote in the book is accurate he just couldn't talk about it because cohen's the main witness now in front of the manhattan (laughs) district attorney but she called cohen basically and was like good thank you for doing this for him basically trump was too cowardly and wanted to hide behind it so trump had kellyanne make Mm -hmm. the call so that's why she's even in the mix of that and also you know it's possible that the manhattan district attorney is asking her about a lot of other financial misconduct by donald trump that uh that uh, she may have been do you think uh do you think she's giving facts or do you think she's giving uh alternative facts when she meets with these people (laughs) well i think you know when i did a video uh that described that breaking news and i just watched that clip of alternative facts and i saw chuck todd um chuck todd actually did a pretty good job pressing her in that 2017 interview um but what i noticed and i reflected upon this after watching that and making that video and i I talked about it in the video there was a lot of fight by the media very early on but when the alternative facts like the fungi growing on your shirt started that it kept on growing and growing and growing the media kind of gave up and they got exhausted by it. And that's one of the things about fascism you have to guard. And that's one of the things we talk about a lot here on the Midas Touch Network. Fascism is relentless. Fascism Mm -hmm. wears you down. There's a reason that in fascist ruled countries, the fascist faction is never 80% of the population at first. It's always 25, 20% of the population who are just relentlessly annoying. And so you have someone like a Chuck Todd there who does a very good Good job pressing 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 and then after a while the media is just like all right they're just gonna lie to us so just let them say their thing and let's go on and we'll go home to our families and things are just i don't even want to deal with these idiots but but that's not how you deal with fascists the way you deal with fascists is what we're about to talk about about what actually happened on the floor of the house of representatives brett you want to start maybe going through some of these um clips and i think you got to start with um, I know I'm, I'm 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 hogging it right now. Can I can I start and then I'll then I'll talk. Sure. Why don't you, why, 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 why don't you kick it off, Ben? And then I get so Why don't you kick it off, Ben? And then after the clip plays, why don't you give your thoughts? And then toss to the next clip, and then give. Your I really thoughts, like talking talk. about these clips. I'm like, I want to give it to Brett, I, and I really want to. I, I got to say though, it's it's why though we that, that exact reason that you just brought up about Kellyanne Conway though, it's why we speak about all this stuff so often, and people are like, you know, you'll get occasionally, you know, well, why are you playing these clips of the these crazy people and because we refuse to get exhausted by it here. I mean, it is exhausting.
exhausting, but we refuse to let it get us down. And we think that it's really important for the average American out there, for the people who are pro-democracy, and whether you're independent or Republican or Democratic, to look at what is going on and this end of the party, which has become the mainstream of the party, and say, that's not for me. I -hmm. believe in actual American values. So that's why we think it is so important to show you these people and the moments we pick are very deliberate in order to you to, for you to see the full spectrum of what is actually going on. I mean, the worst thing that you could possibly do is close your eyes and ignore it and pretend like this is a normal time in our politics. It's just not. And that is so epitomized right now by what we are seeing on the House floor, by what we are seeing at CPAC. And it's why we got to talk about it all. So Ben, where yeah, should and we look, start and, right and, now? And, and our... The, our thinking behind this is just not kind of an arbitrary and capricious, hey, this is what we feel capricious. in our gut. This is actually what the literature on authoritarianism and how to combat propaganda, this is all what it reflects. I mean, what we do when we're not recording videos um, is we're having lots of conversations with preeminent experts in the mindset of malignant narcissists, authoritarians. We speak to culty programmers. You know, we, we, we steep ourselves, if that's even the right word, uh, in the literature uh, to, to learn about how in the past this disinformation is combated because what is taking place with this ultra MAGA movement, as they call themselves, is a modern incarnation of fascism that has repeated historically, that has precedent, and that actually has antidotes of how you address it. So with that said, I want to talk and set the, the stage for this clip where Lauren Boebert ultimately calls uh, the MAGA Republican Party ultra MAGA. And it's because they keep on referring to just uh, they keep on referring to the Democratic Party as Democrat Party, Democrat Party, Democrat Party. So finally, Jamie Raskin just says, look, I get it if you make mistakes the first few times, but <laughs> can you just tr- do your best to try to say it correctly? So, for example, we are the Democratic Party. I don't call you the banana Republican uh, party. We call you what your actual party is. So play this clip because then Lauren Boebert responds that. So first, let's play Jamie Raskin talking about the Democrat party instead of Democratic. Play this. I also wanted to make just a brief semantic point because the general lady was making a a grammatical error that I heard some of her colleagues make before. Um, I believe she referred to a Democrat solution. I heard another member talk about a Democrat member and a Democrat plan. I just wanted to educate our distinguished colleagues that Democrat is the noun. When you use it as an adjective, you say the Democratic member or the Democratic solution or the Democratic plan. And so I assume it's a good faith grammatical error the first few times. But after people are corrected several times and they continue to say it, it seems like it's an act of incivility, as if every time we mentioned the other party, it just came out with a kind of political speech impediment, like, oh, the banana Republican Party, as if we were to say that every time we mentioned the banana Republican member or the banana Republican plan or the banana Republican conference. But we wouldn't do that. So out of pure political courtesy, when it's an adjective, refer to the Democratic congresswoman or the democratic 
Remember, it's like watching LeBron James in his prime. It's like a version of that with all these Jamie Raskin clips we're going to show. So in response to that, though, Lauren Boberts makes fun of that and mocks that. It's like it's also then to my LeBron James analogy, like the middle schooler, then like going and challenging LeBron James like and, and taking the bait. So then she's like, well, then we want to be called. I won't ruin the clip for you. So she says this, but then Akeem Jeffries responds and then Raskin responds. So watch the whole clip of the Democratic leader, Hakeem Jeffries, then watch Jamie Raskin just kind of eloquently do this takedown. Watch it. Here's the clip. Um, that was that was great. Um, you know, we are addressed as MAGA extremists, extreme MAGA Republicans. And I would like to make um, just a clarification point. It's ultra MAGA. That's what we prefer. Yes. And we get three pages calling for reports. The so-called rein in act. Here's what we should be reining in. We should be reining in the extreme MAGA Republican effort to cut Social Security. We should rein in the extreme MAGA Republican effort to cut Medicare, rein in the extreme MAGA Republican effort to criminalize reproductive freedom and impose a nationwide ban, rein in the extreme MAGA Republican effort to crash the United States economy and default on our debt for the first time in American history. We should be reining in your effort to hand over sensitive security footage from the January 6th violent insurrection to an avowed conspiracy theorist. That's what we should be reining in. And uh, yet the, the, the general lady from Colorado said, um, if I understood her correctly, that she would continue uh, with her deliberate mispronunciation of the name of our party in its adjectival form. And by the way, she took the opportunity to raise the whole question of MAGA, which I had not mentioned, and she said, and when you call me MAGA, don't call me MAGA, call me ultra MAGA. So when the minority leader referred to the extreme MAGA element, which appears to be driving the train over there, he should have called it the ultra MAGA element out of deference to the general lady from Colorado. And I certainly will be able to honor her wishes in the future as she chooses to be described as ultra MAGA. And with that, I'll reserve. You know, that's like, you know, the like in the rap and like in the rap battles, like as an actual oh Raskin's face as he's finishing saying that line too is just like he's like, oh my goodness, like what a looney tune, man. Cause, cause, dude, these people got into government for such different reasons than like what Lauren it's, Boebert yes, got into government so right. for. Like yeah. Jamie Raskin is such a statesman <laughs> and he is out there. <laughs> suffering from cancer, delivering the most incredible speeches out there, protecting our democracy, being a true patriot. And every day he has to go to work and deal with these freaking clowns, these clowns who are just there because they want to be famous. Like all these people want, I made this comment the other day, I think it was to you guys. I'm like, all they want to do is be content creators. And like, I mean that, like all Lauren Boebert and Josh Hawley and Matt 
Matt Gates and Ted you have Cruz. the photo of Holly after so they, they spent their time we, we may show some of these clips of, of Merrick Garland but they spent their time yelling at Merrick Garland the whole time and Brett to your point at content creators they don't even ask the questions and get the answers they just go and you and you do this and you and Merrick Garland's like do you want me to respond? No, I just want yeah. to yell at you. So then they do the legitimately content. that happened. Garland said, can I answer the question? And Ted Cruz goes, you may not. <laughs> okay. And then, so, then Holly memes himself. Right. Do you have the photo of, of him memeing himself? Yeah. So then he, uh, Josh Holly makes a meme of himself. Uh, it's like, okay, what, what in the world? Sorry, Brett, but that, that, that's them being a content creator. Just so weird. But this is what they do it for. And look, there's like always, there's like a sketchy web address that like kind of looks like a news website, but it's always like a fake pseudo news website that they link to that's done by somebody they're with. It's like they, they do it to get on Fox News. They are just content machines to deliver content to these content aggregators, whether it's Fox News, whether it is these random sketchy websites, which they then promote, whether it's their podcasts, like that's all they care about. They don't care about governing. They care about making a piece of content so that they could sell advertising on it or do whatever they like. It's a really just pull back for a second and think about what they're doing. And they are doing that as they push forward fascism, which is like just like the weirdest combination of things that they are doing by like trying to, I don't know, make a profit off this, trying well, that, to. Yeah. Make- well, that's what it is because fascism for them pays. Fasc- fascism and the destruction of democracy, That those are their sponsors. You won't see those sponsors on the Myest Touch podcast. I guarantee you that. I, honestly, what they're doing is not in in the realm of trying to help people, trying to help the average American citizen. No, they could care less about that. I, I say this a bunch on the pod. It, it's really just ultimately them trying to pocket money, doing things in their own best interest. They could care less about governing, less about putting policies that help. Could you imagine how great this country would be at its peak if you had both parties working together to just in the advancement of the country and advancement of the average American citizen. Instead, you have an entire political party that just wants to pocket money and and cave to Putin. It's bizarre. And when we talk about what takes place at this CPAC convention, it's like as weird as it gets on the House floor, they go ultra, ultra, ultra in CPAC because that's now them talking to their base. Like what goes on in the House floor with all this ultra MAGA madness, this is them believing that they're moderating their normal positions and watch what happens when they go on CPAC. But I want to show you one more Jamie Raskin take on. Then I want to show you some of the things that happened in these uh, committee hearings as well. And so Scott Perry was under criminal investigation for aiding and abetting the insurrection. And there's a number of uh, court of appeals cases over his phone that was uh, uh, seized by the FBI and connect a search warrant that was lawfully uh, issued to him. But Scott Perry uh, made fun of Maryland and made a demeaning comment about Maryland and the economy of Maryland. That's the thing they always do also. Like they always just crap on every other part of the country that like leans somewhat democratic. Like just imagine for one second if like Biden came out and was like, screw Idaho. <laughs> like, 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 like they, they, the Republicans do this every day. They go yeah. real America, fake America. If you're in California or New York, F you liberals. If you're in the middle of the country, that's real America. You are what America actually stands for. And it's really amazing that they don't get dinged for that. Like imagine if their whole political ideology is bashing half of America. 
And then they, they show the photo. They, they like when they show a photo of like uh, farmland, and they're like, "This is the real America." Then like the person points out, "Yeah, that's in California in a Democratic district. Maybe you want to <laughs> actually know the areas that you're posting photos of before you do it." But here's Jamie Raskin defending Maryland from the attack by ultra MAGA Republican Scott Perry. I did hear uh, my my colleague from Pennsylvania make some sort of disparaging remark about Maryland and about how he didn't live in Maryland, where apparently we don't understand the value of money. Well, uh, the land where we actually are standing today used to be part of Maryland. It was ceded by Maryland to Congress for the purposes of creating the District of Columbia. And when our capital came under attack by violent insurrectionists and those who were chanting, hang Mike Pence, and who were determined to overthrow the 2020 presidential election, there were hundreds of police officers who came from Maryland to join the Metropolitan Police Department and the Capitol officers in defense of the capital of the United States. So I take umbrage at any insinuation that the people of Maryland need to take a backseat to anybody in terms of the defense of the principles of this country. So I would thank Mr. Perry for a correction about that. And uh, I'm happy to reserve the remainder of my time. He just stands there and he's just like, all right, who's next? Who's next? It's like uh, it's like Neo with all the agents, you know, right. You know, just just ready to go as they keep throwing more and more. I love when you bring the Matrix references, you know, a movie from the 2000s and just always make it so, you know, top the last movie Ben's actually seen. It might be the only time Ben has had three hours to go sit down somewhere. and He's been making YouTube videos ever since. There may be some truth uh, to that. Um, okay, now during a hearing on Ukraine, here is a clip of Matt Gates who's speaking to someone in the Biden administration who the Biden administration designated to give congressional testimony. I think it's like an undersecretary of defense, but someone who knows the area, knows about American policy there and is the uh, person designated by the Biden administration. And Gates literally reads Chinese propaganda. He's quoting a Chinese propaganda uh, news daily newspaper that is put out by the Chinese Communist Party and enters it into uh, the congressional uh, testimony as as evidence. Play the clip. Is the Azov Battalion getting access to U.S. weapons? Uh, not that I'm aware of, um, but... If you have information, uh, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the Global Times investigative report that uh, indicate that talks about training. It's uh, from the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab, uh, citing that the Azov Battalion was even getting stuff as far back as 2018. Without objection, so ordered. Any reason to disagree with that assessment, Doctor? Is this Paul? the? I'm sorry. Is this the Global Times from China? No, this is. Well, that's what you read. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Would that be a reason? Uh, I, I, as a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda. Well, no, no. Yeah, but just value. tell me if the, if the allegation is true or false. I mean, uh, it, I don't have any evidence one way or the okay. other. As a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda at face value. Fair, fair enough. I would agree with that assessment. And if that was, <laughs> hold on, and by the way, I, 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 I want to specify one other thing that he said too. the, the also, the timing that he was speaking about, if you go back to the clip, what did he say? Like 2017 to 2020 or 2018 to 2021. Like he mentioned uh, a, a group of years that were mostly during the Trump administration, which is something that we're going to see a few times throughout this, where they try to say that this was this whole scandal and this whole issue that happened. And it happened under president Biden in 2019. And you're like, um, excuse me, uh, 
it's just one note, please. <laughs> the look on Matt Gates's face when he realized that, yes, it was, in fact, a direct Chinese propaganda source was pretty priceless. And he was like, he, he just conceded the point at that point. But this happens <laughs> a lot with, I mean, the fact is, and and I'm not going to pretend like this affects, um, that on this only affects Republicans, because I know there are a lot of actors out there pushing similar stuff on Democrats, but I think- the people who are kind of in power who keep falling for this sort of propaganda just so happen to always be those Republican members of Congress. And I think it's because they are fed these by these foreign sources. Okay. Like you see, I, Jordy's doing a circular logic here. He's but doing I'm not the even cyclical. He's doing the cyclical. I'm, I'm He's doing the cyclical. Listen, I'm not. I, I'm not even saying that though about their insanity cyclical. I, I'm not. I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here, Jordy. And I'm going to move your face away from the screen because you're distracting. I'm not even giving them the benefit of the doubt here because, I, I mean, I am giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Because there are a lot of these news sources that are designed by foreign governments and foreign entities that specifically are pushing propaganda in order to divide, in order to separate Americans from one another. What they have learned is that if they feed specific narratives to Republicans, they could reach Republican members of Congress, Republican presidential candidates, and that's exactly what happens. So this example where you have uh, a, a Chinese propaganda paper that's named something that sounds innocuous, that's the perfect kind of poison pill to get your anti-Ukraine message to Republican members of Congress who you know will take the bait. And that's not the only version of these papers. There are so many of these papers out there, online digital publications, that spread the same kind of propaganda from whether it's Chinese points of view or Russian points of view, and they direct it because they know they're going to take the bait. And you see it time and time again. Even the Epic Times, which is one of the most like watched cons- right-wing outlets out there and they like deliver the paper of the epic times to people's homes like i've gotten it at my home sometimes delivered to me it is literally like a product of the chinese government and it's a far-right paper that spreads far-right beliefs you have to know where the sources are coming from that's why like we all need media literacy it's one thing though Mm -hmm. when it's a random person at home behind their computer who is falling for it it's another when it's a member of congress or a president of the united states like donald trump falling for this stuff or a former president uh you know that's when it gets highly dangerous and and you just got to be looking out for it can i can i say this that was yes you're 100 percent right and that moment needed the severity uh and the seriousness of which you brought to it but i that clip is the funniest fucking clip i've ever watched i could watch that clip over oh, it's and amazing. over and it's over incredible. and over again and laugh at matt gates without it getting any less funny the look on his face when he confirms it in his own mind, and he probably knew, maybe he didn't. It's just, it, it, it is the single perfect clip on the internet right now. It's amazing. I may have one to one up that clip. And it Ooh. also involves Matt Gates in the same, <laughs> on, we'll on the same we'll day. See. So you know how Matt Gates wanted to and did introduce this like performative amendment where you have to now say the Pledge of Allegiance like multiple times. Like it's not good enough just to say it yeah. in the morning. You then have to say it right before the judiciary uh, committee starts. You eat your and, meal. You got to say it before you use the restroom. You got to say it. And a lot of the Democrats, the, the members of the Democratic Party uh, basically said, well, can we at least vet the people who were going to like lead it to make sure they're not insurrectionists? And the Republicans are like, well, we're not going to like call in a murderer here or anything. So 
The first person that Matt Gates called <laughs> to do the Pledge of Allegiance at the House Judiciary Committee is just someone that Matt Gates met at a gun club and on very basic diligence of this person. He's an accused murderer who led Come the on. Pledge of Allegiance in our House of Representatives, someone who had just killed somebody, then went to the House of Representatives, by the way, where the MAGA Republicans, I'm sorry, the ultra MAGA Republicans, or ultra MAGA, whatever they call themselves, have now removed the metal detectors and they invited a uh, accused murderer to do the pledge. And uh, Representative Eric Swalwell, by the way, who's a former prosecutor, brilliantly points out what took place. Play this clip. One of the very first committees, the very first committee hearing of this Congress, Mr. Gates, after we had all agreed on what the committee's plan was going to be, it was going to be voice voted, everyone agreed, Mr. Gates wanted to offer an amendment to say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's great. Every single person on our side supported that. Now, I don't think he really genuinely cares about saying the Pledge of Allegiance, but he wanted to do it again to own the libs and to see if we would vote against it. We didn't. But who did he bring in here to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Who did he parade in here in a uniform? Somebody that he met at a gun club, he said, locally. Okay. Mr. Cicilline had the crazy idea that maybe we should vet the people who come in here, make sure they're not insurrectionists. Mr. McClintock, I am not kidding you. Mr. McClintock said, well, it's not like we're going to invite somebody who committed murder. No, he literally said that. It's not like we're going to invite somebody who committed murder. Okay, well, who did Mr. Gates bring? He brought Corey Beekman. Corey Beekman in 2019 was in a standoff with the Michigan police after he was arrested and charged with murder, assault with the, to in, in, intent to commit murder and two counts of felony firearm possession. The family of the victims said Mr. Gates doing that it was like getting a dagger stuck in our heart again. We were infuriated when we first saw it. I was disgusted with the whole thing. That's why there's a trust deficit here. You pull off a public stunt to try and own the libs, and what you did was you brought in a guy who allegedly shot two people and killed one of them. That's where the trust deficit is. So you can play your games, conduct your stunts. We're here to get I like at the end, it kind of cuts off, but he's like, we're here to get shit done. And that's, you know, uh, another slogan, in addition to Ultra Midas, we're here to get shit done. Another T-shirt. That's a Trace great one right there. Work. That clip was fascinating. Swalwell crushed that, just like Raskin. That was, I actually haven't seen, I'm embarrassed, I haven't seen that clip, brothers. That's incredible. It's fascinating to me that the camera never cuts the gates. Brett, why do you think the camera never cuts the gates? Well, the house controls the cameras now, so it's it's not what they uh, had during that incredible uh, marathon night of Kevin McCarthy being humiliated over and over, where nobody controlled the cameras. Now the 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 party in power controls the cameras, so it's a lot How less crazy. Fun. Is that? Yeah, I know it's I upsetting. It, Honestly, and, and that's a critique I'll have of both parties. Open up the cameras. Let let the C-SPAN yeah, people run absolutely. the cameras because that is. Um, in addition to being highly entertaining, which it certainly is and was, um, it, it reveals a lot and you see a lot of nuance and, and you really and there's no not as much room for these politicians to hide. And I think that kind of transparency is a good thing in, in my view.
And then finally, on the topic of disinformation and calling these ultra MAGA Republicans out for it, here you got uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who uh, calls a witness. And it's a very tragic situation. The witnesses, uh, two sons passed away in uh, 2020. But of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, doesn't mention that. No one mentions that in the questionings. It has to be later exposed by Democrats and fact checkers to say this. But it's an important conversation that we all need to have. I did a whole video on it that was released this morning where we need to, as a nation, this should be a bipartisan issue, tackle drug addiction, drug addiction in a very uh, intelligent in a very compassionate and in, in an intelligent way that really addresses uh, the root causes that we know that the war on drugs as it's was previously and presently constant. We know it doesn't work, but every time the Democratic Party tries to introduce legislation that could potentially help. What do the MAGA Republicans do? Oh, you're putting drugs on the street. You're giving drug addicts drugs. You're just trying to get everybody high. The Democrats support drugs on the street. It's like we need to come together. And instead, though, it's all performative, right? There, 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 it'd be one thing if Marjorie Taylor Greene and the ultra Republicans, MAGA Republicans truly cared about this this issue. Um, but they don't. And and how do you know they don't? Because you put someone on from 2020 and then you say this that you say President Biden killed her children here. Just play this clip should never have happened to you. It should never happen to any family. It happens to families at, at home where I live. It happens to pretty much everyone we know. And I want to ask you and I, first I want to thank you for being brave to come here and share your grief with our committee. But Ms. Kiesling, would your sons be alive today if the if our government would secure our southern border? The year Caleb was born, 2000, there were 20,000 drug-related deaths. And the year they died, it was five times as many. And um, I appreciate you using the term fentanyl poisoning because that's what it was. It wasn't an overdose. They had no idea that they were doing anything that could kill them. And it's because fentanyl got into this country. Listen, and the, I, and, the, and the death occurred in, in 2020, and there really is a serious issue that needs to be confronted with seriousness, not with Marjorie Taylor Greene doing those types of stunts. It doesn't benefit anyone, Brett. No, and, and I think it's really appalling to use somebody like that who clearly suffered and is suffering for political purposes. Um, I think it's disgusting to use it also to stoke anti-immigrant sentiment um, and to blame Biden for killing this person's children when her children died under Trump. I mean, these are the kind of performative stunts that are just so gross and abhorrent to me and just keep sending us backwards. And something I find also that the Republicans often do is is they'll like make fun of people addicted to drugs. They'll make fun of drug addicts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really horrific as well and does nothing to help solve the problem. And this, this constant efforts by them, like you said, Ben, for them to go, oh, so Democrats just want all the drugs on the street then, all right? It's, it's kind of the same thing that they do with like immigration also, now that we're talking about both. It's always like mm -hmm. an all or nothing thing with them. And anytime there are any sort of steps kind of designed to, you know what, let's get together, let's solve this problem in a nuanced way. Families across America 
almost like I'm sure every family out there knows somebody struggling with addiction. Like, like I would guarantee 90 plus percent of families know at least somebody and to shame those people and to not lift a finger to help and then to use one of those people's pains against immigrants right. and, and to blame Biden for something that didn't even happen when Biden was president. It's just absolutely despicable, appalling. Gross. And You're if, right, you, if you noticed, really, really, no, it, it really is despicable to just use a, another person like to use somebody like that for your own political gain. What it really also does remind me of is how Trump throws actually Babbitt's mother out there at, at his rallies and things and gets them gets her all riled up um, for something that Trump, in fact, caused the death of like there's there's no other way to to put that. And so seeing time and time again, who's doing this? It's always the Republican Party. You know, they try and play to people's emotions and it's, it's very sad. But ultimately, all these, Repu these Republicans don't care about that family. They're, they're using them in, in really just such a bright, you said it right, a disgusting way. And Ben, real quick, your video on this, I want to tell all of our followers, all of our listeners, everyone, watch that video after Ben. That was after this episode, that was really beautifully done, big bro. That, you said some incredible stuff in that video and it was, it was awesome. And by the I way, I, and by the way, like, honestly, like Ashley Babbitt's mom also, I don't think she, I think she's complicit in it. I, I think this woman who went to Congress to use her son's death is complicit in it as well. Like, I don't think they're just innocent bystanders. I'm sorry. Like, I'll have to take a controversial stance. I, I it, but it's, it's, it's really messed up to use your own kid's death as a political prop to try to take down a political party who you disagree with. I mean, it, to me, that's just like, and I understand that they're, you know, facing trauma and whatnot. And there's this like gross combination um, that you see between the kind of recruitment process by these Republicans, by people like Trump and Marjorie mm -hmm. Taylor Greene, but also the acceptance on their side to go along with this BS narrative. You know, it's, it's, it's all, I, I disagree all with you there. I, I'll take, the, I'll take the contrarian view um, and I'll put it back on the MAGA Republicans there. And in my practice as a civil rights lawyer, seeing uh, people who are going through a lot of trauma um, they're always, they, they, they're oftentimes is a, you need closure and where the closure requires in many cases, accountability and justice somewhere, you need to sometimes put the blame in a specific part. And it's the predatory behavior of MAGA Republicans here that prey on vulnerable people and provide an answer when actually that's not what the answer is and and then creates and encourages certain things. So in, in no way, I, I don't agree with you there, but it only is informed by the experience I have on why you need good counsel in a situation when dealing with someone who's experienced that utmost trauma and how you handle it is so delicately. And this is using people as props is the exact opposite way uh, to handle it. You mentioned Ashley Babbitt, Jordy. Her mother met with Kevin McCarthy and a number of leaders from the ultra MAGA Republican Party, the same Republican leaders who refused to meet with Capitol Police officers. Mm -hmm. That probably tells you everything um, you need to know uh, there. Um, and then as I look at that video also, again, the very fact that it's not mentioned that the incident happened in 2020. Oh, I know what the point I wanted to make. The person sitting next to the individual in that video is the Pinal County Sheriff, uh, 
uh, Mark Lamb, who's an ultra MAGA sheriff um who goes out and gives the 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 trump rallies who by the way was caught off guard by dan goldman uh democratic member dan goldman who basically asked him and 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 mark lamb was not expecting the question was the election a free and fair election in 2020 and lamb said as a law enforcement officer i see no reason why it was not a free and fair election um which totally caught lamb off guard but the reason they positioned lamb who has this anti-immigrant rhetoric right next to her was to push a political agenda and not actually solve the problem. I want to then show us a video that we did about Marjorie Taylor Greene when she also tried to blame Biden because there were more seizures of fentanyl at the border. But before doing that, I want to take just a quick message break right now. And then I got to show you the ad done by the Midas Touch Pack here. Play the uh, before you play the ad. Let's go to a quick commercial break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner, and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan commuter collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. And now back to the video going to show you what happened can you, guys, can you guys dance like i could dance can you guys like like i do in that can you guys you, do your that? Ad, first off your ad reads are absolutely phenomenal second to, second to none let's go second. let's go we're going to show you what happened at the cpac which is as i said bizarre doesn't do it justice so we're going to have to just show you some of the clips because it escalates what we just showed you on the uh floor oh, oh, of the you house ain't of 
seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to compare that to President Biden's speech in the world of normalcy. But first, we got to show you an ad that was made by the political action arm of the Midas, uh, of Midas Touch, Midas Touch Pack. And for, so we saw we show that her the, comments first. Yeah. Let's show Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments first. Um, and then let's show the ad that we did. So first play Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments. I want you to know that in 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, fiscal year 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration. So, Brett, you saw that and take us through, because let's be clear, Jordy and Ben are not the ones actually editing <laughs> that. Walk us through the process. So, no, so I saw that clip and, you know, it's been it's been something that I know we've wanted to do a while is figure out a way to to hit these ridiculous arguments about, oh, look, President Biden is seizing so much more fentanyl now than Donald Trump was. It's like, yeah, isn't that a good thing? Like, don't you want to not have that go across the border? Don't you want to be seizing it? So I've been kind of been thinking in the back of my head, how do you get that across? Because they're usually tweets and like offhand remarks. And so I was like the tweets in a video that that's not going to be fun. When she said this, I was like, she just absolutely teed it up for us. And it happened to be that she said that within like 20 seconds. And I was like, that's the, well, that's the ad. That's a 30 second ad right there. I was like, here's what we got to do. Just li literally, all, this is it. You take her exact words, you play them, you put positive patriotic music behind it. And then you say President Biden protecting our border or something to that effect. And Genius. you know what? That's it's it's exactly what we did because I think we all want more seizures of fentanyl at the border. I think that is a good thing at the end of the day. So we put together this ad. I'll play it for you right now. Let, let me know what you think. In 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration policies. President Biden, protecting our border, keeping our country safe. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising. I got to say, when I played it back, like with the full edit for the first time, I started hysterically laughing. I mean, it's, I, I, and, and I also know deep down in the back of my head, I'm not even going to lie. I know how upset this ad is going to make her, and, which makes me, which makes me even happier. And uh, let, let, let us know what you think of the spot. Oh, I love it. Let us know if you think we should play it on any of the networks or anything. We're open to your suggestions, where, when. Uh, we want all the feedback in the world. But, you know, I mean, to a hammer plus, them home on plus, it. Big bro. I also a want plus. something every time that they go and they say the same argument, you could just drop that in the reply now. You know, you could just drop that video in a reply. Yeah. We could just troll them, you know, every single time with this spot. So it'll last and, and it'll be something that you could consistently go back to. I think that's an important point you make there too, Brett, about the interactive nature of the Midas Mighty and the community here. Because whenever we're asked, what's the most powerful ingredient of the Midas Touch Network? We just asked that question earlier today um, by someone in a meeting, and we said, it's the Midas Mighty. It's fact. the fact that when these videos are made, the Midas Mighty, everybody watching it shares it. They send it to friends and coworkers, and they post it where, wherever they can post it. And that's how 
collectively together, we can actually combat the disinformation. Honestly, that has more of an influence probably than running it somewhere. Uh, Like you sending it to your friends, you sending it to your family, you posting it on, I don't know, Reddit or wherever, you know, Facebook, whatever, like that is all super helpful in spreading the message. And it ultimately ends up uh, oftentimes reaching far more people. And so this video right now, as as of the time we're we're doing this, I know it was earlier, it was like a top five trend in the country, um, you know, over a half million views. I think by morning, I think we'll, we'll probably get up to like a, a million hits uh, on that video. Maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene was just like, maybe she doesn't know the word seize. Maybe she thought it's like, I seize a lot of fentanyl. Like I seize Ooh, it. I seize. Uh, interesting. Uh, I, like, I like when you make the videos more than when you than come up with pun- yeah than the jokes you you're way better at making videos than you are jokes but let me just Maybe say like, I really bro- seize a lot of fentanyl I, I, truly I I actually think they seize a now- lot okay I think you've I think you've now actually taken that talking <laughs> point away from them I I don't see them going back to that at least on a mic or or on a, on a camera anytime soon oh I, I I think what you just did is the ultimate mic drop for Jay. that dumb. Jay, you know, you, no, you know, you know, you know better. You I'm know better you, of these I'm of these MAGA Republicans. How, how about these no. ultra MAGA Republicans? You know, w- that video is so funny because it just really goes to show a proactive approach that the Biden administration is 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 taking in in trying to keep our border and keeping our borders safe. It's like the Trump approach with test, don't test. If you don't test for COVID, COVID, nobody's gonna have COVID. It's like they they like the inaction. They love the inaction, so they don't actually have to solve the problems because these Republicans, these ultra MAGA Republicans, they don't want to solve the problems. Let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. They want to pocket money any way they can. Don't don't test. That's going to take our money away. Put the money in our pockets. For that video, for those who want to see it, I do see people asking uh, if you want to be able to replay it and share it. It's on our YouTube as a YouTube short. It's pinned to the top of our Twitter feed. You can see it there. Um, it's on our Instagram. It's on our Facebook. It's it's everywhere we are. So just go to our page. You'll you'll see it. It's 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 pretty prominently featured. Before we move on, and I don't know if you have a point. I think we just have to see Marjorie Taylor Greene attempting to read numbers. Um, it, it's it's just the icing on the cake of the Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff. It's it's enjoyable to me and. And it's the perfect bow on this uh, this gift that Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, delivered. So here's Marjorie Taylor Greene attempting to read numbers uh, over a million, and she mm, doesn't go well. What it did to our children's math and reading levels is horrific. Uh, school closures brought them to the lowest levels in years. English eighth graders math proficiency dropped by seven points. Reading levels dropped by two points. To me. There are 1,524, 524 and 481. Th- this is over 1,000,000, 1.5. <laughs> I like that she just gave up. Like, you know, in the it's, old John Stewart. Over a million. <laughs> you, you know, in the old John Stewart Daily Show days, that would be the moment of Zen right there. Just go out. Yeah, because it's one. it's it's the perfect joke. It's the perfect joke because she sets it up speaking about yes, reading yes, comprehension yes, yes. and math skills, and then she proceeds to just fall flat on her face doing exactly that. Like you, you she does write. this. She does this every hearing, though. That's not an isolated incident. We did go back to the last time we did a review of the hearings where she confused. She's like, and you gave that one school eight billion dollars for gender studies, like eight billion dollars. <laughs> to one school got COVID funds, you know, in, <laughs> in, in Illinois, because there's somewhere in like an Illinois charter, like we respect diversity and whatever. So she was like, that is how you gave this elementary school $8 billion, $8 trillion. But look, these things matter, especially where we're talking about 
the need to raise the debt ceiling and the terrorists who want to, I'm sorry, the ultra magas who want to hold us hostage are the people who you are seeing right here. These are the people that can't count who actually caused the United States to incur 25% of its current debt during the Trump administration, who are refusing to uh, increase the debt ceiling as they did every time in the Trump administration when they raised our deficit up to by like $7 trillion. Like, yes, that's the actual number, $7 trillion. Meanwhile, Biden has decreased our national deficit by like $2 trillion. Those are the facts. And as we'll show you clips later, Biden's talking about fiscal responsibility. Democrats are talking about fiscal responsibility and that we're fiscally responsible. It is not fiscally responsible to cause the United States to default on that. And Jordy, when you were giving too much credit to these ultra MAGA Republicans and you said this ends it. Look, Jordy, you would think it would end it when they oh, invited. No, I, how Nick is that me giving them credit? I was giving Brett credit for a knockout blow. Yeah, now there's nothing though that could end. Jordy, they're still talking about Hillary's emails. They're still talking about, they're still talking about Bill Clinton's impeachment. I mean, let, let's yeah, be real. Yeah. They're, still, they're talking about George talking about Nixon. W. Bush's documents. That's but that's don't what. lawyer me. Don't lawyer me and say. So when he, you so, gave so you I want to talk about credit. CPAC. I want to talk about CPAC. So last year they uh, featured Viktor Orban, the far right, essentially fascist leader of Hungary, prime minister. That was their big speaker last year. So Jordy, this year, who do you think they brought in? Fresh off <laughs> the insurrection in Brazil, Come on. they brought in Jair Bolsonaro as the speaker, and they wear these red hats. I mean. I mean, it just it has such a fascistic vibe because because that is the vibe right there. Um, and let's just go through some of these clips. So the CPAC is run by Matt Schlapp, who is who has been sued by a Republican male staffer who worked for the Herschel Walker campaign, who's accused Schlapp of sexually assaulting him and grabbing the staffer's genitals. And Schlapp is the one who is hosting uh, this event, who's accused of groping the male staffer's genitals. And by the way, there's like contemporaneous text messages where Schlapp saying things like, please call me, please call me immediately, like all of these things around that time. And the victim took a contemporaneous recording of the situation and said exactly what uh, uh, took place there. But let's start off with the video of Schlapp telling Jim Jordan that you're the most powerful man in Washington, D.C. Play the clip. There's a lot of chatter in the media about who's here and not here. I'm really proud to be standing alongside someone I think might just be the most powerful man in Washington, D.C. Because who's not there is Ron DeSantis, who's not there is former Vice President Pence. And the reason that they're not there, though, specifically, and and Mitch McConnell isn't there, and Kevin McCarthy isn't there, and Ronan McDaniel, let's be clear, they are not taking some stance that they're against Schlapp, okay? They're using that as an excuse because they always want to come up with excuses. They are all worried. Everybody in that picture, you could pull up the picture. And by the way, some of them aren't. Some of them are just saying like, oh, I have a conflict. I got this other thing. It's like a week long event. I got this other uh, speech I got to do that whole week. Yes, that whole week. I can't I can't do it. Because CPAC now is cult pack and Donald Trump knows it. Donald Trump's basically he writes a bunch of posts on his social media platform mocking the individuals who don't show up, who aren't showing up. And they're not showing up because they are going to get booed. 
They know yes. they're going to get booed. They aided and enabled the cult. The cult is now the party. And these individuals are afraid that they're going to be caught on camera getting booed at yelled at, just like when DeSantis was at a book signing the other day in Florida. The Trump cultists showed up to protest the book signing and DeSantis then sent first the, uh, the, 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 the shopping, the shop officer and then the actual cops to basically kick them out. Anybody who wears the Trump shirt. So it was just so interesting seeing that. So the people who are at, ben, let me, sorry, hold, Ben, let me, I, just, I really time. just want to emphasize you're so right. And it is driving me crazy watching the quote unquote legacy media cover this because they're letting DeSantis, they're, they're letting all of these people off the hook as if they're taking some high moral ground on this, that it's a schlap thing, that they're offended that he was, that, that schlap was doing something inappropriate. That's not it at all. Nobody's looking at, no, I was going to say something bad. So I I really held my tongue on that one. So, (laughs) so, so. And nobody's actually looking at that under that critical lens, Ben. I, I think that's a really important diagnosis that you have there. It has nothing to do with the Schlapp situation, nothing to do with it at all. It has Schlapp. everything to do with the fact that all of those people would get booed incessantly by this cult, by the cult that they created and enabled because all of those cult members have now turned on them and they don't want that footage out there. They don't want that known to the larger public, but it is fact. Slap. And here's what I'm going to say, though. It is indicative. And it's a great, great rant, Jay. But it's indicative of why none of those people in that photo who are considering running for president or why nobody else in the Republican field. Personally, I don't think they even have a shot of coming close to beating Trump for the primary nomination. I mean, I can, yeah. I, I mean, even like DeSantis, the more I see DeSantis out there try to like battle with this Trump thing, even though he hasn't announced this guy's going to take on Donald Trump, like Trump is going to absolutely destroy this guy, which you have to realize about the party. It's, it's exactly what Ben said. We're looking at a, a cult right now. We're looking at a cult. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to go against their cult leader? They're not going to go against their cult leader. Are you kidding me? And this CPAC event, really at this point, it's a MAGA rally. It's a MAGA convention. Yep, and yep. they are celebrating it by bringing in the craziest of the MAGA politicians in Congress. They are bringing in the craziest MAGA figures. They are bringing in literally Bolsonaro. <laughs> I mean, just to show you, they brought in another Bolsonaro. They brought in Bolsonaro. They're like, and our so- next guest is Bolsonaro. It's an SNL skit. It's and, a parody. It wasn't. What they're doing their conduct though uh, to cult members makes sense jordy you use the word critical lens because to non-cult members when you look at a cult and they're like we are going to fly to heaven on that comment on that comet you're you don't need a critical lens from the outside right you hear the cult say things like that and you go what are you even talking about yet to the cult they see the comet and they're like oh we need to engage in these in these acts and so what you see at cult pack is the cult performance like if you if you remove for a second that this is a political party right and just assume that this is going on in jonestown right and you said this is a group of people they're meeting and here are the things that they are talking about so let's let's do this hypothetical with me for a second right remove the idea that this is even a political party because there really isn't it's a cult and, and put yourself 
that you're watching this play out in, in an island where the cult lives and it's a cult retreat. And now watch what Scott Perry, one of the cult elders, has to say. Play this clip where he says, I don't even know what he's talking about, but but just play this clip. That you can't buy a gas stove, but that you must buy an electric vehicle. That you can't go to work, but you must put some experimental potion in your arm and then keep showing up to do that to visit your church or worship. Our personal sovereignty is what this nation was built on and it's the foundation. It is under assault by every single facet of the government and as Ralph has said, we are going to create a firestorm. Look, if it's up to me, there's going to be a firestorm. These leftists, these uh, Marxists that, that, that have prevailed upon the American people and used the awesome power of the federal government to cow us into, into fear in our homes they've got to be put on notice. They've got to be quaking in fear. They've got to be worried. They've got to be losing weight because they're not eating because they're worried that they're going to end up going to jail for using the awesome power of the federal government. And if they're not interested in showing up in Mr. Jordan's hearing, you know what? I'm in charge now on the Transportation Committee of Federal Leases. Huh. Huh. That, isn't that something? I wonder whose leases might become. Well, we're taking a look at the list. It's going to be awesome when they go from a big building to about, oh, I don't know, that space on the square there, uh, Todd. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? it? I love it. Like, we got to fight on every corner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, scholars have described the theology of Heaven's Gate, that's what I was referring to, as a mixture of Christian millennialism, New Age, UFOlogy, UFO religion. Like, if you think about the kind of stuff that these people are saying here on CPAC, and again, play out this hypothetical with me that what you're watching is in an island or in some compound, and that these are the types of things that the cult elders are saying. And so let me show you what the cult elder uh John Ken, I hate calling him John Kennedy, but that's uh, purportedly his name. That's that's Kennedy from Louisiana, the ultra MAGA Republican from Louisiana. This is what he uh, says to the congregation, if you will. Play this clip. Americans do not deserve to be governed by deeply weird, nauseously woke people who hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Zeus, and Mr. Potato Head. Okay, when we do, when I do that shtick that I do, right, where I go, the woke... Wait, what what are you talking about? Stop the woke! We need to stop the woke! Pronouns! Dr. Zeus! Do you upload that clip every day? Do you upload that clip every episode? Yeah, I don't leave it. I, I leave it in. (laughs) Mr. Potato Head, you know, this and that, like, you know, if you start understanding it right through the prism of of cult behavior, counteracting it through the prism of cult deprogramming and the bubbles that they live in, the only way it actually perfectly fits the prism when then they're like these leftists, you know, it's the same way a heaven's gate or a cult looks at the outsiders. You know, when you, when the cults think of the outsiders, it's all these outsiders who 
could be just normal. It's like Scientology. That's a suppressive person. You can't talk to that person. That person is evil. I mean, it's the same concept. And then when because because it was like, oh, this is some leftist uh, radical stuff. And I'm like, what? Jobs? Increasing your wage? Like increasing your wage? Making sure that you get health care? By the way, it's it's a setup for another ad also. Like I'm I'm just saying. I I, I usually don't say ideas that I have in my head in case I don't do them or whatever. But you can just envision this for yourself. When he goes, America does doesn't want these deeply weird people and then you just flash cut to all the deeply weird things that republicans do because it's all projection we did an ad also called weird gop which i could literally just replace i think there's james carville speaking about how weird the gop was but i could literally just replace him with that clip of kennedy and re-release the ad and it would work just as well that's the thing too like when you're in when you're in it the normal people seem weird to you and it's just the the biggest projection ever. I mean, we show you all these clips. Are these normal people? Are these American values? Are is threatening to lock up leftists and that they're gonna be quaking in their boots because they're so hungry because they're gonna go to prison? Is that a normal way to speak? Like, is any of this normal? It's it's just not normal. So you, we have to expose the weirdness of it for everyone to see. Ben, let's take that analogy even further there, Ben. And uh, the Heaven's Gate folks, didn't they all wear like the same white Reeboks or white Nikes or whatnot? Well, everyone at the CPAC convention, man, they, they got their MAGA hat going on. Just like we said before, it, it, it's total Trump territory, but these people just overplay their hands. They, they're, they're lunatics. Like there's no other way to say it. And you shouldn't be ashamed to, to say that. You could watch this and watch what's going on and say, hey, that, that's not healthy behavior. And we need to call that out. And because they masquerade though, with the labels that they're yeah. a political party, mm-hmm. they use the words conservative. They use those terms, right? The media only sees things in a very kind of confined box, right? They, they, and they, the media through its own laziness, large media networks want to keep labels because it's easy and organized to keep the labels. And if there's a complete restructuring of the labels, then how do you even have daily programming and what do you do? So it's just easy to say those are conservatives. This is a conservative convention. These are Republicans when actually the more complicated explanation, but actually becomes much simpler is to say there's nothing conservative about anything that you just watched at this convention and that what you just watched is a combination of some of the most bizarre stuff and some of the most dangerous stuff. I'll, I'll leave you with this with this one more. I mean, this is J.D. Vance who pointed an AR-15 up at the sky when the Chinese spy balloon was over. Jordy, you mentioned testing, right? The Trump policy to the Chinese spy balloon, I was just thinking about this, is the same kind of view of if we don't test, we don't know that there's even COVID. If we don't even have the infrastructure to test the spy balloons, we don't even know that the spy balloons are coming over the United States of America. So that's why they don't know because they were just so incompetent. But this is what J.D. Vance says as well. And he's complaining about the hospital taking precautions when his wife had COVID. Here, play this clip. My wife gets COVID and she actually, I got, for me, it was like a mild cold. For her, she got actually pretty sick, which maybe has something to do with the fact she was 39 weeks pregnant. Um, Nine days afterwards, she starts going into labor and we called the hospital and they said, try to wait another few hours because if you come in now, you're going to have to wear the full mask body gear setup 
complete quarantine. Your husband can't be in the room with you, but if you wait a few hours, then you've reached the quarantine period. This was in December of 2021. So we ruined, I mean, all of us have a crazy COVID story. I think mine is better, better than most. In other words, and there were a lot of people, of course, who were prevented seeing loved ones in their final moments, and that is heartbreaking. But the failure to be honest about this virus with the American people ruined a lot of lives. What ruined a lot of lives was the deadly pandemic. It killed a lot of people. What ruined a lot of lives was the disinformation. And I am very confident, very confident, that if Obama was still the president, if Hillary Clinton was the president, the moment, the moment there was any sign of what was going on in China, the moment something happened, there would have been an international effort, the way we do everything here and you know we used to do everything to try to address it when america it's not a coincidence that when america said we don't care about the world under donald trump america didn't say it donald trump forced the country in his predatory ways uh to say it and when america ceded its leadership because of donald trump that's when a global pandemic it is not a coincidence that those two things happen let's look at what a, le a real leader does president biden just right after this one more quick message let's play it and now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner green chef Green Chef has expanded their menu. Now choose from 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. This means you can order vegan one day and then keto the next. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Bring more flavor to your table this spring with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes featuring seasonal organic produce and unique farm fresh ingredients. Eat well without having to sacrifice taste. Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. Green Chef offsets 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. My wife and I absolutely love Green Chef because of how easy it is to cook the meals and how delicious each meal is. Our favorite recipe is the Parmesan crusted chicken. It is incredible. Go to greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. So after showing you all of those clips of what took place at CPAC, what the ultra MAGA people said on the floor of the House of Representatives, Let's talk about just what normalcy looks like. We need to compare. We need to contrast. So this is President Biden giving a speech at the Democratic House caucus meeting. And here's the first clip I want to show you where Biden says, here's the deal. I called on the prescription drug companies to bring down the price of insulin. And here's what happened. Play this clip of Biden from his recent speech. I called on the prescription drug companies to bring down the price of insulin to $35 to everyone, not just seniors. And today, Eli Lilly, the largest manufacturer of insulin in the United States of America, agreed to do just that. 35 bucks. But guess what that means? Every other company making insulin is going to have to lower their prices to 35 because they can't compete. 
hears President Biden saying, I, I telling the House Democrats, I love your Republican colleague, colleagues you have to work with. They're they're really amazing in their calculations. Here, play this clip. The mega Republicans. They're amazing. They're really amazing, their calculations. They say Biden and the Democrats, because they brought down the price of drugs, they're increasing inflation. <laughs> Well, it has the advantage not only of people being able to live longer and better and be able to afford their their prescription drugs, but guess what? It reduces the deficit $158 billion. And here's President Biden calling out Marjorie Taylor Greene for the disinformation that she spread. And he's it's it's so good. He goes, the more Marjorie Taylor Greene speaks, the more people are going to come running to us. Here, play this clip. A little bit of more of Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more, you're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? Oof. Ours, the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress, probably. But she, she, I've read. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. Yeah, I mean, very powerful. And then finally, here's what uh, he has to say about Rick Scott. We're all kidding aside. It was, it was amazing. And then there's Senator Rick Scott. The guy who's been saying for a year he wants to cut Social Security, Medicare, now says, never mind. So he's saying. And he says he actually agreed with us all along. He really didn't mean what he'd been saying. Well, like I said, I believe in conversion. Maybe they found religion. I sure hope so. But I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it, too. But the contrast there... And this is going back to the hypothetical I gave you, uh, basically saying, not the hypothetical, just the scenario of remove Republican conservative and that that's a cult. The fact that they can view what President Biden just said as being radical or leftist or problematic. I mean, when you're talking about things like getting more jobs for Americans and improving our infrastructure and improving working conditions and uh, making sure that uh, America could have the best semiconductor jobs here and high paying jobs and capping the price of insulin and doing so in a way that then encourages private businesses outside of Medicare to do the same thing, which is such a huge benefit uh, across the board to Americans. When you talk about uh, education, I mean, these are the issues that Democrats are, are talking about. And these are the issues that on a day-to-day basis, I, I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about Mr. Potato Head as an adult. <laughs> I don't know about you. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about pronouns uh, and, and, and that that making me sad or, or, or upset. I, I don't know about you. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about uh, Dr. Seuss 
Uh, I don't know about you. When when I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about the green M&M versus the, the purple M&M. I, I don't know about you. Th- those are not things that when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about, oh, that Disney movie is so woke. <laughs> <sighs> so. <sighs> 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 So freaking woke. What am I going to do? Honey, honey, have you seen this woke, this woke Disney movie? <laughs> Sorry. That, that, that's, that's not what I'm thinking about. What, what, what I'm thinking about, what I'm thinking about is, 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 is jobs for the American people. What I'm thinking about is when I drive and I'm going over the bridge, has our country invested in the right infrastructure where that bridge isn't going to collapse? What what I'm thinking about are the working conditions of of, of my neighbors, of family members, of, of, of community members, of people in this country. I'm thinking about equality of, of people. I'm thinking about treating people with dignity. I'm thinking about a woman's right to control her body. I'm, I'm thinking about education for people. I'm, I'm thinking about are we going to empower democracies abroad or are we going to let fascists try to take over the globe? Th- th- those are the issues that that I think about because ultimately those are the issues that actually are worthy of thinking about. And Democrats are confronting those issues. So do I agree with Democrats on all of the issues. No, I don't. But do I respect that they are acting like adults and that they are confronting those issues and they are not trying to feed me a fascistic diet of bullshit to focus on Mr. Freaking Potato Head? That is what I care about. And I hope that's what you all care about. And that's why you watch this network. I mean, I don't know how either me or Jordy are supposed to top that one, Ben. That was one of the rants of the ages. But I will just let you know that I am absolutely 100% clipping that portion out of your little woke rant. And I will be playing it on a future show when you least expect it. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. And can I just say to the Biden clip, too, specifically, just before we move off this completely? That's great right there. That's Biden at his best, man. When he's able to go full dark brand, and I mean, those <laughs> clips really resonate with the American people because it just shows just what a natural person he is. Like, he's like, all right, y'all want to act crazy? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, bet. I'll let you. I'll let you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take, yeah. take, take the mic. Take it. T- please, please. But I'm going to go and I'm going to tell people exactly what you're doing. And he doesn't have to make anything up. Because it's beyond parity at this point, because what these ultra MAGA Republicans are doing is dangerous and just completely idiotic at every step of the turn. Yeah, the truth is people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like Lauren Boebert, people like Scott Perry, uh, they're the greatest advertisement for the Democratic Party on, on the planet. 
you know so so that's why you know i you 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 know it's funny because it goes full circle to what we were saying in the beginning which is i want everyone to see these people we need to be talking about it we need to be exposing it and president biden basically made the same exact point there that the more people see her the more they come to us and it's true it's true it's true it's true and when you see biden ad lib like that kind of be a little more off the cuff unrestrained i agree it's 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 the best and he also just like jamie raskin in those clips he has a way of really cutting deep with a smile and yeah, yeah. that's such a skill ben kind of has that skill like you could you could cut deep you could break some skin and do it while smiling at the person and it's seeming like you're giving them a compliment it's it's, it's really powerful <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing you mentioned scott perry you, 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 I'm not sure if that's a compliment. You mentioned Scott. As a I, see, I just pulled. I just. I'll just pull that on Ben. You didn't even know. You it. did it with a smile, so you all have no idea. <laughs> you mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene. You mentioned Scott Perry. You mentioned Rick Scott. But frankly, you want to show me the roster. <laughs> you want to show me all the all these MAGA Republic who Lauren Boebert, Comer. I mean, the, uh, the show could be three hours of just, <laughs> of just me going through each person's, ins- you know, insanity. You know, who, who Chip Roy, who, who, who are we talking about other than Mitt Romney? Other than Mitt Romney, that has uh, integrity and decency right now. I'm sure there's perhaps some that just aren't out there speaking publicly because they're too afraid to, which I'm not sure if that just makes them equally complicit. And and by the way, I disagree with Mitt Romney on a lot of issues as well. But like, I, I at least think he has the best interest of the country at heart. But like, if I'm going through the ultra magas in the House of Representatives, who 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 are who are we who are we talking about that isn't like that? And then finally, I I, I want to just talk about this, which is this Trump versus Fox feud now. See, one of the things that Trump realizes after I think he knew before, but you see it so crystal clear is how terrified Fox is of him. I mean, you literally have text messages from Tucker Carlson saying Trump is the best destroyer that there is. I refuse to let him destroy me. So I'm going to spread lies. I'm going to spread disinformation. I know that the election wasn't stolen. I know that there was no fraud capable of overturning uh, the election, but 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 screw it. I don't want to lose viewers. I think Tucker says something about the stock price. Our stock price is going to go down. So they're like, We're, let's let's spread lies. And here's the thing. It's not like they wanted to tell the truth at their depositions, right? Just while this was happening, they are so privileged that they didn't even think that there could be any accountability. So they're text messaging. This, this stuff is in emails. This stuff is in text messages that Dominion got through discovery. So even when you read the Rupert Murdoch depositions, it's not like Murdoch's like, yeah, we did it. He's trying to like duck and dodge it, but they just go back to the documents. So Murdoch has to admit that in the documents, he is admitting that any of the people who spread the big lie are liars and he knows that they're lying. And by the way, 
He says privately that, you know, I'd probably like if they told the truth, but it's going to hurt our viewers. That's like direct communications, our viewership. That's direct communications with him and the CEO of Fox, Suzanne Scott. So when you watch it, he's trying to avoid telling the truth. But the Dominion lawyers who deserve so much credit here masterfully bring it right back to the documents, exactly what you're supposed to do in depositions and just show them the documents. Admit it, admit it, admit it, admit it to the point where once you do that and then the person doesn't even know what documents you've had or what they've said, they then just start training their minds. Oh, crap. I, I just better tell the truth because they're just going to pull out another doc that's going to show what I said. I don't even know what I said. So I'm just going to have to tell the truth. So that's the strategy that was being used. And Murdoch just admitted it. But it's so interesting that what pisses Trump off is that Murdoch didn't just completely lie in the deposition, right? Like, it's not like this is new data that Murdoch is now saying now, right? The issue is, is that Murdoch and Fox are now platforming DeSantis. That's their new propaganda is trying to prop up DeSantis and not prop up Trump so that they can gain all the access and benefits and financial remuneration from DeSantis. So they are all in on DeSantis. They feel like they'll get all the benefits from him and he's the type of person who will play favorites and kind of anoint the Fox oligarchy. So that's what they are doing. And then these messages come out. And then so Donald Trump is basically saying um, uh, to Murdoch, he goes, you are throwing you. One of the things he goes is that you're throwing your anchors under the table, um, which I think he means under the bus. But in this under one, he goes, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. Well, I think it's a Freudian slip, too, about like giving cash under the table or doing something shady. And then it's also under the bus. And it, it makes no sense. But anyway, Rupert Murdoch should apologize to his viewers and readers for his ridiculous defense of the 2020 presidential election. How many forms of cheating and rigging does he have to see? He should also apologize to those anchors who got it right and fire the ones who got it wrong or were afraid to speak up, of which there were many. It's time to get rid of fake news and call it like it is. And so so he's really trying to create this division here between Murdoch and his anchors because he knows that that is what worked last time. And when he extorted Fox the last time and, and Fox was complicit in it for their for their viewers and their perceived ratings, that's how they then spread the big lie. So he's going all in on those same tactics. And, and, and here's the thing. And this, I think, makes this episode go full circle. You know, we need to live in a world of facts. That is why when we showed you what went down on the House floor and in these committee hearings, the MAGA Republican tactics in that format don't work. It works in the lobby of a, of a, of a hotel when you hold fake kangaroo court hearings like they tried to do. But it doesn't work in a court, right? It works at the at the Four Seasons car wash or whatever the hell that they did, right? But it okay. doesn't work. But it doesn't work in the Fourth Circuit, right? It doesn't work when you have to be in an evidence based system. And Donald Trump and all of the ultra magas had ample ability if there was actual evidence to prove their case. But yet they espouse the cultish indoctrinated concepts of no, every court, state court, Trump judges, everybody, the media, Trump's own lawyers, 
Trump's Department of Justice, Trump's FBI. Everyone was part of a globalist rhino cabal and everybody, every single person anywhere covered it up. And Donald Trump, who's lied his entire life, who actually can show no affidavits, can actually show no actual evidence. They just have secret evidence that nobody knows about. And that's what they're using in support. And they're going to do it in front of the Four Seasons gas station across the street from the sex shop. And that's and that's the truth, not what actually is presented in court in front of Trump judges, in front of all different types of judges, which are rejected because there actually is no evidence. And it is so despicable. And so disgusting when you see the state of all of what's going on right now in what used to be the Republican Party and is now ultra MAGA with Fox and these messages. They're all post truth. They're all in the cult and they're at various layers of fighting each other within the strange and bizarre and dangerous cult. So when I watch these Fox or I read these deposition transcripts of them knowing that they are lying to people, that they are calling their own followers and supporters effing lunatics, loons, kooky, all of these things, but that they need to keep the viewers so they don't go to Newsmax. And then you see Donald Trump attacking uh, Murdoch and then you see DeSantis sending the cops or the store security on Donald Trump, whose cult supporters are going to book signings. I say this, that that is not the America I love. And for far too long, large media networks have just ignored it for far too long. The majority of people, decent people, People who love this country have just been exhausted and turned off by this whole process. That's why I call it the exhausted majority. It's a broad pro-democracy coalition, right, of people who are really actually conservative, who aren't the performative BS fascists. It's of independence. It's of people not affiliated with political parties. It's of Democrats. It's of liberals. It's of progressive it's of people who are pro-democracy, who know that America isn't perfect, that there are improvements that are always needed, but we love our country. We love our constitution. And we don't just use slogans, America first, and this and that. We show by our conduct each and every day that we do love our beautiful country and that we do want to make our beautiful country even better and that we do support democracy here and that we do support democracy abroad. So the exhausted majority is exhausted no longer. And that is the most important thing here about the Midas Touch community, about the Midas Mighty, about the pro-democracy community in general. And when I see Democrats and pro-democracy members pushing back eloquently, intelligently, passionately, compassionately, I love it. I love it. And I want to make sure each and every one of you know that you are the solution. Don't wait for the magical force or this or that to fix it. You are the ones who can fix it. You are the solution. And you are the reason that the country has moved and the arc has moved in the right direction. 
and that there was a victory for democracy in 2020 and that we did fend off a red wave during the midterms in 2022 and why we are going to win again in 2024. And when I say we, I don't mean a specific political party like when Fox uses the term we, I mean the United States of America. Thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Jordy, Brett, any I just final- say that, was, that was like an Al Pacino, any given Sunday, inch by inch speech right there. I want to run through a brick wall right now, Ben. Let's go. Brett's on mute. I'm just going to shout us out if that's all right. And fellas. Ben just does that. Ben just does that straight from the dome. I mean, it's not like he had that written out. That was a beautiful speech, Ben. I think I bet everybody at this point is like, Ben, please run for president in the United States. But it's true. You know, we are one part of this. You are an essential part of this. So take what you hear in every episode, share this content, share the videos, do everything you can to spread the message. We are not limiting ourselves here to just Democrats, to just Republicans, to just independents. This is about all of us here, anybody who believes in normalcy. So let's get it done. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep fighting. Quick note for everybody out there. This is really exciting. This weekend on our Patreon Saturday morning, we are doing a Zoom. So no matter what tier you sign up for on our Patreon, as long as you do it by this Saturday, you'll be able to meet us live on a Zoom Q&A. We'll be taking questions for as long as we could go. Last time we went for three hours. Uh, We'll see how long we could do this time. Uh, But go sign up at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You get to see some videos earlier. You get exclusive bonus podcasts and so much more exclusive merch like this Midas Touch Network mug, which you have the option to purchase if you sign up exclusively for our Patreon members right now. So much. Make sure to subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast on audio. If you're watching us on video, if you're listening to us on audio, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel. We're on the march to 1 million subscribers and we just passed 900. And today I think we passed 905. We are racing to that 1 million million mark so we need you let's do it jordy take us away shout out to the midas mighty the best part of waking up maggot tears in my cup check out the new maggot tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com that's store.midastouch.com it's 100 union made right here in the usa i know i'm not tired of winning yet how about you get yours today